Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. That we should study to have our proof unto God. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2 15. That we ought to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, one of such is to divide accurately the old from the new. Alright? Alright. So we said in the epistles that the apostles and prophets, the apostles, revealed to us what Christ taught them after the resurrection. Right? Um, Paul wrote to us what was revealed to him, you know, by Christ, you know, um, and wrote, wrote them in the, in the epistles, and the other epistles of Peter and the likes, you know, wrote down what Christ had taught them after he resurrected, okay? That's what was written in the epistles. Alright? So we know this, that you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This means that your freedom is based on the truth you know. Alright? The truth sets free. The truth taught and received truthfully sets free. So many times, when people, um, people fear talking about grace, because people fear that knowledge of grace can be misread as license to sin. Alright? But grace thought truthfully and received truthfully cannot make you sin more. Grace, truthfully taught and truthfully received cannot make you sin more. Alright? Titus, 1 Timothy 1, 1 Timothy 1, 1, 8 to 10. We know that the Lord is, the we law. know that the law is good if one uses it properly. Nicola. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels. Yeah. The ungodly and sinful, mm-hmm. the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. Eleven. Take 11, 11, that 11. conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. Now, when I first saw this verse, I was like, ha, I've never seen this verse before. And the verse says, the law is good if one uses the law properly. Then we also know that the law was not made for the righteous. Interesting. The law, Moses' written law, was written to sinners, to the ungodly, to lawbreakers, to rebels, to the unholy, the religious, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, 
for the sexually, sexually immoral, for, 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 for homosexuals, homosexuals and stuff like that, for slave traders, for liars and for perjurers. That is what that is the people that the law was written to. The law was not written for the righteous. I would explain. Alright? Says for whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel, you know, of the blessed God, which I, I have been trusted with. So Paul is saying, the gospel that me, I preach, okay, as what is called sound doctrine that does not endorse those unrighteous acts. That it cannot take the gospel that I, Paul, preach to you and say it affirms wrong behavior. Nope. So, sound doctrine teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Titus 2, 11 to 12. Titus 2, 11 to 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Yeah. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present See that? age. The grace of God that has been revealed to us, teaches us to say what? To say no to sin. Doesn't say, I will sin, God will forgive me. Now people do it. You now lie your lie. We now say that lie is not good. If I say it like three times, you now say it. Yes. You know, yeah, that God will forgive me. That is not the spirit of grace at work. That is not the spirit of grace at work. Spirit of grace is just to say no to ungodliness. And to worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. All right. So, knowledge of the, of the true gospel sets free from sin, and in no way endorses or permits sin. Sound doctrine says no to sin and proves in the believer righteous works. Righteous works. So. We should teach the truth and trust the truth to set people free. We must not hold back from teaching grace the way it is taught in Scripture. All right? Grace well taught delivers from sin, does not give license to sin. All right? Very important. So with this, we can jump further in. John 1. 17, John 1, 14 to 17. John 1, 14 to 17. John 1, 14 to 17. All right. The Go word on. became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, glory. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. Grace for grace, right? For the law was I'm given... I'm going to calm down. <laughs> it is <well> 17. <laughs> for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, when you think it says, for the law was given through Moses. It now puts a bot. But grace and truth came to Jesus Christ. To, 
putting the bot there, separates the law from grace. That the law is not grace, and grace is not the law. He puts a demarcation there. So we must demarcate what was the law, law's dispensation, what is grace's dispensation, and it's not the same thing. Alright? So Moses came with the law, Christ reveals the grace of, of God. Alright? Grace came through Jesus. The law was going through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. It says also in verse 14 that Jesus, full of grace and truth, glory to God, full of grace and truth. So that boss there gives us that he was making a, comp- a, comp- a contrast between the law and grace. So when we speak about the law, right, we refer to the Mosaic law. Let me explain. Now the Mosaic law comprised of three different laws altogether. Yeah. Um, the moral law. I will explain. Moral law. That was also called law of conscience. Moral law. That we call law of conscience, you know, or the law of God. You know, I will explain. Alright? It has also the ceremonial law. The washing, circumcision, and all, and all that. And now it now has others like that. To make up 613 laws, 613 laws. 613 laws that they are to keep. If you break one, you have broken everything. If you break one, you broke everything. All right. All right. Now, the Ten Commandments, right, they mostly express moral law. Mostly express moral law. Law of conscience. Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. You know, those are laws that, even without giving you law of Moses, in your conscience, you know that it is good not to, not to kill somebody. So, for example, Cain and Abel. Cain knew Cain and Abel was bad. There was no law that says, that shall not kill your brother. There was no written law. You know, when Joseph ran from Potiphar's wife too, there was no Jewish law that says, don't sleep with your... There was no law in, in, there was no law in the time of... Um, there was no Moses' law in the time of Joseph also. Whose leg is that? All right. <laughs> All right. This is where you all right? Romans 2, 14 to 16. So, I want to show us that the moral law is in everyone's conscience. There's a law in your conscience. Even without you ever hearing about the law of Moses, there's, something, there's a law of conscience. There are things your conscience just tells you, this is not cool, this is not cool. For those things are what's now codified into the Ten Commandments. Do you understand? This is make us know that when we say the law I've done away with. We are not saying you can now, you can now kill and steal. Do you understand? There is still a moral law that is part of the Ten Commandments. Shoot. Yeah. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law... The law here means law of Moses. Get the Moses 16 and 13 laws. All right, go on. Do by nature things required by the law. They are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Their conscience is also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them, and at other times even defending them. 16. This will take place on the day when God judges people's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. Look at that. So, they don't have the written law of Moses, right? But it's a law on their hearts, a law on their conscience. So, it's why someone cannot become irreligious, right? But 
he still has some form of this is bad, this is good. But of course, some people are psychopaths. That what they are doing is totally against normal, normal, like they have dead conscience. But there is no, they, 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 they're not believers, they don't have a Bible law to walk about. There's a law of conscience that says this is good, this is bad. All right? So when we say law is done, we're not, we're not saying we are now, we're, we can, we're not free to do anyhow. No. The moral law is eternal. Don't steal, don't kill, don't lie, don't adultery. Those are eternal laws written in the conscience of everybody. All right? Good? Awesome. So a part of, the, of Moses' laws are the moral, the moral law, the law of God. It forms part of the laws of, of Moses, especially the Ten Commandments. You'll see also that Paul refers to these laws. For example, in Ephesians 6, he told them, children, honor your parents, for this is the first one of the promise. Now, referring to the commandments in teaching in the epistles. You see that? Referring to the ten, teaching the epistles that honor your mother has written even the ten commandments to say some laws there are just moral, conscious, conscientious, you get my point. Laws. <laughs> Do you understand? All right. So, in the, in the New Covenant, we still honor our parents. We still revere them. It still comes with a blessing. Obeying comes with a blessing. Obeying God comes with a blessing. It still comes with a blessing. That all may go well with you. That all may go well with you. So this is vital for us, right? Because our parents can be interesting, right? But we still have to honor them. We can disagree honorably. Yeah. Mommy, I love you, but this thing, me, Basha, but you get, you can disagree honorably. But not because you are under grace. You can do anything, just do anything because you're under grace. It doesn't work that way. You have to, you have to correct that notion. Now, a part of what Moses commandments is, is the law of the Sabbath. Now, we know in our own time that our Sabbath is Christ. We that enter to our own rest. So we're not trying to obey by force, by force, one Sabbath day. We that are in Christ already enter to our own rest. Okay? So we're not saying what no, but we are in our rest already. Now, but it's also common sense to take a day off or so, but we just rest. Stop jumping, stop jumping everywhere all over the world. It's common sense and health not to be every day, every day. You know, you are every day, everywhere. It should be a rest, a rest day. It's important. Okay? It's important. So try to have a rest day, you know. This is. All right. Now, on this moral law, there is no disagreement. Paul, Paul in Galatians 5, 2023. Galatians 5, 2023. Galatians 5, 2023. Galatians 5, 2023. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We'll finish. All right. Are we there? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. See, against such things, these basics, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, against such things, there is no law. There is no law anywhere that says, don't be kind. That says, don't be self-controlled. Again, so there is no, there's usually no, no contention Against moral law. Now, what we have, what, what the contention is this: is, you know, does the good works save? How do we get saved? That's what the contention is. Okay. Also, 
The purpose and limit of the law, the law's limitation, is purpose and limitation. You know, you say that place of things like circumcision. Now, Paul never argued in scripture that, that good works don't matter. Never said anywhere that good works don't matter. It's nowhere in scripture. Paul only shows that that we are not saved by good works. We are saved unto good works. So when Paul said the law is passed, he was not saying that moral law is passed. Do you understand? What is done with are the ceremonial laws. Cleaning, washing. If you are uh, menstruating, stay in your house. <laughs> Those kind of ceremonial laws. That kind of stuff you get. But in no place is it telling us that the moral law is no longer relevant. This helps us to, to, to narrow our debates on salvation and works. Do you understand? So, to make clear that being saved doesn't make us lawless, we still have the moral law on our conscience, number one. It's why also Christ affirmed that moral law when he gave us new law, John 35. He says, I give you a new law to love one another, right? Because when you love, you cannot, you cannot feel moral law when you walk in love. So he was saying, I give you a new law, right? But that new law c- carries all together the moral law. If you love, you will not steal. You will not kill your adultery because you love. Do you get my point here? Awesome. So we have not become lawless. We have not become lawless. We have not become freestyle, do anyhow. I have to correct um, some of the excesses of this stuff. All right? We are not saying that morality and good does not have any place in grace. We are only putting good works in its rightful place. To say that it does not save right, but it saved should have good works. Okay? Grace still has that objective of seeing holiness in you. Grace needs to grace works to see holiness in you. If grace doesn't make you holy in your behavior. It's not really grace, so the spirit of grace works out of you, holiness, right conduct. Grace gives, gives the ability to live holy apart from the, 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 the law, the written law of Moses. It works in you to, to, to bring out of you holy conduct by the work of the spirit within. So the law's limitation, number one, the law couldn't set free from sin. Romans 6.14 Romans 6.14 The law couldn't set free from sin. Romans 6.14 For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. So it means that under the law, sin could be your master. Under the law, sin could be your master. But under grace, sin should not, cannot be your master. If you sin, you sin. Don't Don't say you could not stop it. Amen. Glory to God. So, on that grace, you can walk out of any sin. Nothing is too strong to hold you back. Glory to God. So, the law came to reveal, came to reveal sin and mass helplessness, okay, on its own by the law. Not to show us what sin, came to make sin even more clearly sin. Okay, yes, you have to be conscious, right? That's fair. But now, beyond conscious, rather giving you in right sin. For example, I like, like this an analogy that we all know, come on, say that to pee on the road is bad. 
Common sense tells you that if you are reasonably wise, at least some percentage of wisdom, you know it is bad to pee on the road. Right? Now, how much more, when they now put on that wall, do not pee here. You have to be much more mad to now pee there. So the law came to make sin even more revealed so that it is now, as in, it's written down, more revealed, more obvious. That's work of the law. To reveal sin. Alright? Glory to God. Let's do Romans 7, 7 to 14. Romans 7, 7 to 14. NKJV preferred. NKJV, Romans 7, 7 to 14. Are we learning? Romans 7, 7 to 14. All right. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known. Start again. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through, except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Please pause. Now, he's not saying sin was like dead, dead, dead. But sin was not as powerful without the law. There's something about, about laws that makes you want to, do, want to try that thing out. Do you understand? For example, you know, suddenly you are married now and you're not as mad as you were before for this sex matter. Before you got married, you're to die as though if I don't touch this girl, don't you happen to me today. It was in your body, grit, grit, grit. Suddenly I am married. I said, in front of mine got married two years ago. I'm like, ah, now it's my own, so I'm calm. I'm like, eh. When you were... <laughs> so there's something about, about a don't that sometimes triggers in you a desire to. So there's a way laws make desire for sin even stronger. So the more laws they had, the more desire to counter the law. Yes, my Bible says, stolen water is sweet. Now, it, it, can, it can end in death, right? But there's this longing for stoning something, as in, do you get? Now, they served you meat, it's fine. But you still want the meat, the meat that the mom said you should not touch. There's this feeling of, you know. <laughs> so there's this, all right, fulfillment. All right, so the laws, you know, awaken sin even more. All right. Please go on. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandments came, sin revived and I died. And the commandments which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy. Some, some one. The, yes. All right. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandments holy and just and good. Go on, go on, go on. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandments might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now, many times people read this and think positively about the believer. We said earlier that read your Bible in context. When you read Romans 6, it tells us we are free from sin. So 
as believers, right? So it kind of in chapter 7 now say that we are, we are carnal soul to sin. That's contradictory. So Paul was speaking, you know, as a Jewish man without Christ. Do you understand? Do you understand? All right. So he says, the law is good, right? But the law could not help me. The more I try to obey the law, the more sinful that I have to fight. So the law on its own could not save me. Okay? Sin kept on happening. All right? So the law just made sin to be sin, to be claimed as sin. So you have no excuse. Wrote it down for you. To make sin appear as So the law came to reveal sin. So the law is a mirror that shows what is wrong, but it doesn't correct it. It only shows you the way your face is, you know. It doesn't help you fix your face. It just shows you the way you are. It doesn't filter it. <laughs> shows you, just shows you sin, but doesn't work to, you know, to help you correct the sin. The Lord just came to reveal sin. All right? First Corinthians fifteen fifty six. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. The strength of sin is the law. The strength, so that's the job, job of the law. To show you sin, to reveal to you woman's utter helplessness to be right on their own. Alright? Again, the Mosaic law is for the Jews. Not for, it doesn't give it to everybody. For the Jews. So it's now weird when you are killing yourself to, to do those washings and the rest. They didn't even call you them. According to that law, you are an outcast. They did not even marry you. They did not talk to you. So how come people now carry the Mosaic law on their head with those ceremonies? So again, but the Mosaic law is not sin, no. Mosaic law is good, right? But sin was more powerful than the law. So sin overshadowed, overshadowed the law to produce even more sin. Why? They were carnal, sold as a slave to sin. Laws could not solve their problem. The issue there was sin as a nature. Laws could not correct a nature. So laws are to guide, not to transform. When the law says, don't steal, the law is not helping me not to steal. Just tell him that, just guide him not to steal, not help me to correct my need to steal. Do you understand? When they give you a law in Nigeria, it's not to correct your, your, your need, your urge to steal. It's to what? Give you deter, a deterrence, not, a, not an ability to perform it. Alright? Glory to God. So when you give something good to a flawed man, a flawed man will just destroy whatever is given to them. So the law was good, right? You know, for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the generation of the dispensation, right? But flawed man will destroy whatever he gives to him, okay? So flawed man will make the good law and turn it into a bad, with or without the law. Alright? So this was the issue. They were dead in sin. The young believer, dead in sin. Okay? So the issue was, you know, the law could not impart life. No, we said some weeks ago, they all say dead in spiritual terms, but it don't mean cease to exist. The quality of existence. Okay? When someone is dead, to dead in sin, we mean person is, you know, away from Christ, away from God, away from Zoe. Is a, is, a, is, a, is a quality of life that produces, that produces certain level of, of behavior. So, death there means away from life of Christ. Okay? 
producing, you know, the sin nature produces sinful acts. So the law could not fix their dead nature. The law could not give life. Galatians 3.21. Galatians 3.21. Galatians 3.21. Galatians 3.21. Galatians 3.21. Are we following? Yes, sir. Right. We have nine minutes. <laughs> Let's go. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could give life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. So the issue was life. The law could not give life. The law could not change their death nature to life nature. So, in so doing, the law could not make righteous. Amen. Alright? So the law justified no one. The law only came to reveal sin. Romans 3, 19, 24. Romans 3, 19, 24. Romans 3, 19 to 24. Romans 3, 24. Let's hurry. Yes. Yeah. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of See sin. By the law is what? Knowledge. The law came to reveal sin, not to make righteous. Please go on. Yeah. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Please pause. Says, but now, what's revealed? Righteousness of God, apart from the law, away from the law is revealed. Says, be witness to what by the by the prophets and um, the law, saying that what we are telling you now, we didn't make it up. The prophets prophesied a time coming like this. Do you get my point here? That it didn't just come from I wake up and say, da da, new 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 way. No, the law, the books of Moses. The prophets prophesied what we're talking about now. We're only revealing to you things already spoken about in Scripture. The promise that you waited for is now here. That's the point. Please go on. 22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You see that? To all and on all who believe. Glory to God. For there is no difference. Look at that. To all who believe. Go on. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 24. There's noise. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's fine. Look Home. at this. This is the point there. So, all have sinned. Jews that have the law, they have sinned. Gentiles have the law. They've all sinned. Okay? Now, the Jews sinned against the law, written law. The Gentiles sinned against law of conscience. So, human beings, even though they know a law is good, doesn't mean they will do the law. So he's saying, both Jew and Gentile, the judge are saying, all have sinned. Much out of God's glory. Now we are in Romans 2, Romans 3. Verse 1 says, what advantage does the Jew have? It says, yes, the Jews have some advantage that, you know, they have the, the law. They have the written, the written word. So they advantage them. Says, next in verse 3 says, they have any superiority. And it says, again, no superiority, that both Jew and Gentile, they both sin. So even though they have the law, no superiority, they're the same thing. So it says, yeah, it says, it says, all are justified the same way. There's no difference. We are justified by believing. So both Jew and Greek, they are justified by believing in the Christ. The law saves no one. And again, it says, whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. Do you understand? So trying to cram the law is of no good to you. It says to those who are under the law. So we did not tell to go and wash to get to enter church. We did not send you that. 
He says to those who are under the law. All right? So all are justified, look at this, freely by his grace. Freely, not end. Now, if I did something to get it, then I, I end it. If I walked right, if I obeyed all the law, it's no longer free, I end it, right? So, we are free, so it's free, meaning so that we did nothing to end it, it's free. Okay? So we are saved freely by putting our faith in Christ Jesus. You did not walk to get saved. When, when, when you tried it by works, you failed. You know when you're younger, when you started secondary school, this week I'm not like, when you go, when you go, church, on, when you go church on Sunday, chapel, church, church, and they award you, award you, award you, I surrender, I surrender all to you, oh, my blessed you, I surrender. You now cry, with, I surrender. You cried very well. You've been there before, before me there. Okay? I sor- you cry and surrender that, you know, this week I'm not lying. We're not taught the gospel, we're taught laws. Don't lie, don't steal. Like, but you find out that Sunday afternoon, no, for, some people, no, no, so, uh, my, 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 my chapel president then, as I was living chapel, because was, was senior, was, I think it was our same friend, one of those big friends. As I was, li- as I was living chapel, just, just at the end of chapel, all of you are all bastards to junior boys. Chapel gates. All of you, you're all bastards. Chapel gates. Because it <laughs> shocked you. <laughs> yeah. Because the Lord saved no one. One is the line to, line to, senior, to seniors as a master at it, okay? Because if you don't lie, they always walk to kill you, okay? <laughs> Yes, so mine was, you know, if I see senior from very far, I've planned my lie. <laughs> from very far, what's that doing? I like from very far. <laughs> so, we could not do it by, by keeping the law. So, we have to do it every Sunday. Whether the commander call, you feel the need to raise up your niggas. So, you can go to heaven that week in case it happens that, you know. <laughs> oh, glory to God. So, the law could not save. No, Romans 1. Talking about the, the, the Gentile, but the law. He says, you know, the case was even worse because they did not, they did not have any deterrent. They, they, they just kept on doing it. The point is, God abandoned them to their sin. He gave them over. Now, now give them over does not mean he gave them over. No, he let them do their thing. So they started, started inventing even more and more ways to sin. So when they do one, it's not enough. They, are, they are increase the sin. So they go from animals, because sin produces more sin. The more they sin, the more the more you sin, the more you want to sin. Sin likes to progress. Omar Sunyon, not the next one. So what the Bible says, God left them over to their sins, so that both Jew and the ones that had the law. This is this, this Romans one to three. Just Romans one just concludes that everybody that Christ has sinned with the law, without the law, all have sinned. So that the only way to be saved. Is true, Jesus Christ, because the law could not help you. Without, without more, more, more law, you cannot be helped. That the only way is justification, free justification. So that, so that it becomes, okay, I know you cannot do right on your own. So I, because you have, a, you, have a, you have the sinful nature, you are dead in sin. So what do I do? I make you alive first, you know, giving you a new nature yeah. that can now live right so you can live right. So salvation, grace cures the root cause. The sin nature, so that you can, you are now able to live right, to fulfill the moral law. That's work of grace. So what you could not do by yourself, grace did. Romans 7, 14. Romans 7, 14. Romans 7, 14. Romans 7, 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave. We are now clear that this, this is written to the unsaved Jew, right? Or even the unsafe person. This is not for the believer. 
please, don't shit Bible worker. This is not for the believer. Some people use to excuse, you know, I try, I fall, I stand. Then why did Christ die? No, no, if before the law, before Christ, I stride, I fell, what's the point of Christ? So I start to fall and rise, and it's normal. Let's have sense. So. All right? Let's go on. No, look at that. How do you read sold as, as a slave to sin? You believe that you are sold as a slave to sin. How do you read that and say you? How do you put yourself in, the, in that scripture? No, how do people read and put themselves in that verse? They are sold as slave. How do you do that to yourself? Please go on. I do not understand what I do. For I want to do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But, I, but what I hate, I do. Does it look like you? No, not me. Abby, please go on. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. Again, referring to the Mosaic law. All right? So I'm saying, wasn't, wasn't talking again about the believer in Christ. I was making a reference. I was trying to see, you know, how people struggled to do good under the law. That's his comparison. How people struggled to do good under the law. So he kept on referring, referring to the law. Do you understand? Please go on. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Again, let's talk to the believer. Sin living in me. Abby? So again, don't refer to the believer. Please go on. Go on, go on, go on. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. <laughs> again, can this be the believer? How people read it and say it's for the believer? How? How? Well, this is, this, is a, this is popular doctrine that reads this as talking to the believer. How do you say this for the believer? How does not pain your chest? So it says, good doesn't dwell in me. Uh-uh. Why did Christ die? Why, 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 why do you have a new nature and God's spirit in you? Please go on. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. All right. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, can you, can you, when, before you got saved, can you, can you relate to this? Before you got saved, I can relate to it. I can relate to it. How I wanted to do good, but I could not. Parapata, one day, not one day, gonna lie, I could not. So this speaks to the unsaved man, right? The struggle to live right. That at some point, let me be good, right? But on your own, you cannot, you know, you can't do it. Please go on. Now, if I... Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Yeah. So, if I, so I find this law as work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law. No, we said before that every conscience has the moral law. So it's a part of everybody that wants to do right. Because there's a law on your, if you're not, you're not a psychopath yet. There's a law on your conscience that wants to do right. So it says in my inner being, I, there's still a part of, I want to really try to do right, but the, the, the sinful nature you know, makes man helpless to do it, to live it out. All right? So someone so, so will now say, but I know good unsaved people. Do you? Are you in their thoughts? Are they being too cowardly to do what they want to do? Are they really nice or they're talking cowardly to what they want to do? Are they being nice or be cowardly? No, you can be nice, but in your heart, 
It's because you are too crowded to do the bad you want to do. I've been there too. When I was, when I was in secondary school, when people offend me, I could not fight back. What do I do? I hold them when, not, when they don't watch me. So I steal their books and throw them over the fence. They put full, not one book, all their books straight over the fence. That was, that was what coward me <laughs> could do to pay back. But I looked like a good guy. I couldn't fight back. I'll take their books, put it in the ceiling. They may never find it. They may never find it. They may never find it. Amen. I've done worse than that. I was it in public. I've done worse than that too. Amen. So, the sound looks, doesn't make it nice. Are you in his brain? Now, do you know his limits when pushed? Look, people say, this, this is very important. I have to have to be careful. People say, I'm a pastor. This one, so and so, I will show you the bastard of me. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah, enjoy. I've seen pastors say this a lot. Big pastors. I'm like, hey, enjoy now. This is all right. Okay? The believer, even when pushed, responds by scripture. That is love, love, at work in us. All those, if you talk about clinical, clinical, this one, so and so. Mm. That's like normal on person. That, that, depending on, on the motivation, he can do anything. Depending on how far you push him, he can do anything. That's not us. You're not John Wick. <laughs> they killed your dog, killed everybody. <laughs> All right? Please go on. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Can you ever be a a prisoner of the law of sin? A prisoner. Please go on. Do you see this? What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Who will rescue me? What a wretched man. Can the believer be called wretched? When you read Paul's books about, about the believer, he says, I give thanks every day because of you because you are saved. I give thanks for your life because you are saved. Can it not be who they are saying, oh, wretched man? So he describes man struggling to do right on his own. Do you understand? Please finish. See this. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law Look of at sin. So thanks be unto God who delivered me, who delivers me. So thanks be unto God that has given me now the ability to not be wretched like this. Otherwise, why am I taking God? Do you understand? Thanks unto my freedom. God freed me. Romans 8. Let's, let's finish it with Romans 8. It's so good. Romans 8, starts on verse 1. We are, we are wrapping up in five minutes. We are wrapping up with this. Continue tomorrow. Romans 8, verse 1. Verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for what those is the dear for? Christ Jesus. Christ has delivered me. That's why we have a dear for. No, say therefore. Therefore is what? Therefore is dear for a reason. So it's there because Christ has delivered me. So, the device is not doing sin. Stand. Sin, yes, babies can do it. Babies, they're learning to walk. It's fine, right? But as we grow in Christ, we stop doing sin. Stand. We stand upright. So, don't see yourself as one that is in a struggle to live right. 
you have been set free from sin. Aya. You've been set free from sin. You've been, no, said earlier, that the scripture is God's word speaking to us. So, thus says the Lord, you are free from sin. Rema, what? Prophecy, what does not Everything together. You are free from sin. Now people, when you tell them, your name is, I, I have a lot of night for you. I see your house. I see your car. I see your daddy's house. I see his name. I see his son. I see your streets. It feels well, right? Now that's fine. This is short scripture. The word of God speaking to you says you are free from sin. Just that on that. God said you are free from sin. Glory to God. Sin has no power over you. Because you're not under the law, you are under grace. So it means you can decide not to sin and you'll be fine. Not that you today are, no, 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 that's in your past. You are not, you're no longer helpless. You are now in Christ. You are helped of God. So you can walk in love. You can live right. Please go on. Because through Christ Jesus, the love of the Spirit who gives life oh. has set you free from the law. Do you see that? So you're no longer sold a slave to sin. You have been set free. You have been set free. So it says the law of the what? of life in Christ Jesus, I set you free from the law of sin and death. The spirit at work in you that gives life to your mortal body has what freed you from sin and death. You are free from sin and death. Glory to God. Glory to God. The spirit at work in you has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law, what of life in Christ Jesus, has set you free. Not will set you free. As set you free. So, you will not be free. You are free. You are free. So, you live free. So, that's why we insist here as a church on, on righteousness because we are righteous people. We have been set free. So, we say, live rightly by force. Because grace has set you free. What? As what? Set you free. Yeah. So, you can live, you can live free. But three and four. Let's three and four. Verse 3 and 4. Glory to Jesus. For what, the law, you for see what that? the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And, yeah. and yeah. so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the So he's saying what the law could not do. Now Romans 7 listed the issue of the law. The law could not help them. So what the law could not do, God did by sending his son, okay, to come for a sin offering. And in so doing, he condemned sin. What does he condemn sin in the flesh? Made sin powerless in the flesh. Condemned sin. Made sin powerless in the flesh of ours. So sin is now powerless to you. He says, says powerless to us. Only what? Not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. He says so that righteous right on the law. Now we said, we said the law has the moral law. Don't kill, don't steal, don't commit adultery. That, that's, that's what laws righteous requirements. He says, in us that are that, that are spirit controlled, which every believer is. We are spirit, we are, made, we are by nature spirit controlled. You just have to use the spirit of God, right? He says in us, you know, we are, righteous law is fulfilled. So we can not steal, not kill, not, not, not lie, not commit adultery. Because why? You know, we have been set free from the law of sin and death. So you can you can walk in righteousness. You have been given what righteous nature so you can walk righteously. Righteously. So you've got to own this. Stop living as, as somebody sold a slave to sin. Said earlier at the beginning, 
Live as one that has, not a have not. You have been made righteous. So you can walk right. So don't come as though God helped me not to sin. Oh God. Oh God. Come as one that is helped of God. Do you my point here? So, so when you change how you see these things, changes for you. Just see yourself as, as the sinner, the helpless sinner, the addicted. See yourself as the, free, as the one that God has freed. Change your thinking to align with God's word about you. I'm the redeemed of God, and I say so. Hallelujah. Can we rise? Woo! Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Are we thanking him? Glory to God. Give him thanks. Oh, I'm free from sin. I'm free from sin. I'm free from sin. Grace has worked in me good works. Glory to God. Woo! So now I live righteously. I live uprightly. I live holy and godly lives. Glory to God. Give him thanks. I'm free from sin. Free from sin. Free from sin. Woo! Free from sin. Of deliverance. From my enemies. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm a child of God. Glory. I am a child of God. You have chosen me. You love has called my name. I've been born again into a family. Your blood goes through my veins, and I'm no longer, I'm no longer a slave. I am surrounded hey, with sons of deliverance. Hey, we've been liberated from our bondage. Let us sing our 
Thank God I'm free And I'll never be bound again Thank God I'm free And I'll never be bound again I'm free. Thank God I'm free. And I'll be bound. Be bound again. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can hold us down. Thank God I'm free. Come on. And And I'll never be bound. Oh, thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom. For whosoever has set free, it's free indeed. We have the free indeed people. We are the free indeed people. We are the free indeed people. Free from sin, free from doubt, free from fear, free, free. We are the free people. Glory to God. We are free in Christ. So we live free. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. My freedom. Oh, thank you to God. Thank you to God. My redemption. My holiness. Righteousness. Oh, thank you unto God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 So, you're following, following, following us online right now. You're with us online right now. And, um, <laughs> I'll just wrap up, okay, before we enter that lesson. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's keep to time, all right? So, if you're online right now and you want to get born again, you're watching this right now, you want to get born again, okay? You're watching this service right now, you're watching, you're watching this at some point in time, future. And after the end of all this, you want to Christ into your life, okay? Just say after me, Lord Jesus. I come before you today a sinner in need of your free forgiveness. Today, 
I receive the price you paid for me. I receive your free offer of forgiveness today. And I confess you as the Lord of my life. Today, I believe you died for me. You didn't just die. You were buried and you rose again to give me a brand new life. In your death, you paid the price of my sin. But you didn't stay there. You rose again to give me a brand new life. I believe this. And I confess to thee as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Say this prayer. You are born again. Alright? Say this from your heart and you meant it. You are born again. But help us to help you walk this journey, right? Help you understand better, better and walk this journey. So send us a mail. Oh, sorry. Fill the form. You see the form on your YouTube and um, your YouTube... Um, YouTube um, description and also in your Spreaker comment section. Alright? So the form is um, bit.ly forward slash TGC decisions. Bit.ly forward slash TGC decisions. TGC decisions. Are we blessed? Father, we thank you. Thank you for today because tomorrow. Hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you. be much more glorious.